Welcome to the Spot On Podcast, brought to you by the Melanoma and Skin Cancer Advocacy Network, MSCAN. The show gives you a baseline understanding and knowledge about skin cancer to help navigate that journey ahead through diagnosis and treatment. Finding a new normal after a cancer diagnosis can be difficult. Taking an active role in looking after your mental health is an important part of living well after receiving a skin cancer diagnosis. It's common to feel worried about what's next and having a fear of cancer coming back or progressing, which is also referred to as fear of cancer recurrence. In this episode, we talk to Maria Fatanu about understanding your fear triggers, coping with scanxiety, techniques for staying in the present and reaching out to your treating team. This podcast has been created for people affected by a diagnosis of any type of melanoma or non-melanoma skin cancer referred to in this podcast as skin cancer. Dr. Maria Fatano, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining. Firstly, can you tell me who you are and where you're from and what you do? Well, my, I am, as you said, Maria Fatano, and I'm the Director of the Psychosocial Oncology Program here at Peter McCallum Cancer Centre in Melbourne. By background, I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've been working at Peter Mac since about 2005, helping people with cancer and their families address the emotional impacts of a cancer diagnosis and its treatment. And we've talked a bit on this podcast already about mental health in the early stages of receiving a cancer diagnosis, but there's also this issue as well as a fear of cancer recurrence that we're going to talk about today. Can you firstly tell me a little bit about what that is and what it's about? Yeah. Fear of cancer recurrence refers to the fear or worry that the cancer could return or progress to the same place or another part of the body. It is common for people with curable disease to have this fear of cancer recurrence and also those with advanced disease who, uh, who may fear progression. It can present from the beginning of a diagnosis, continue throughout treatment and the survivorship period. Fear of cancer recurrent is one of the most uh, common and unmet need in people with cancer. And what we mean by that is that fear of cancer recurrence is often overlooked by our health care professionals and often goes untreated. And this fear of cancer recurrence can take many forms. For some people, the fear could be about dying. For others, it could be the fear of treatment and whether they'll be able to cope with further treatments and side effects. So they're really scared of that. For other people, the fear might be around further disability, pain and loss of independence. And others just might feel that they might not be able to feel their obligations or they might fear that if they, if the cancer progresses, they'll be a burden on their loved ones. Yeah. And to be clear, when we say fear of cancer recurrence, are we talking about if cancer has regressed and then fear of it coming back or fear of it getting worse? What does that look like exactly? So fear of cancer recurrence, it is irrespective of diagnosis. You can, it's just the fear. So you could be diagnosed with cancer and people often, as soon as they are diagnosed with cancer, go and begin treatment, they often worry that it might progress or they might worry that it, it will reoccur after treatment. So it's, it, it can happen in both people who have advanced disease or with curable disease as well. Got it. And you said it was the most common? Yeah, it is the most common. Um, 97% of people with cancer will experience some level of fear of cancer recurrence. About 50% of them 
will experience moderate to severe levels of fear of uh, cancer recurrence. And what we also know is at clinical levels, it doesn't decrease over time without treatment. You need to do something about it. And so what does it actually look like? What does it involve? Does it have symptoms? Fear of cancer recurrence is different for different people, but it often involves constant and intrusive thoughts and worries and ruminations about the cancer. So you're constantly thinking, what if it comes back? Is it coming back? What is this symptom? And it also requires a hypervigilance to your body. So everything that you might feel, for example, if you have a headache, you might attribute that to the cancer coming back. And it also involves excessive checking your body and looking for symptoms. And also for some people, the fear is so strong that they almost disconnect and avoid going to the doctor or avoid checking at all for, for any symptoms or avoid showing up to screening. And is it an area that we understand well? You mentioned that it's probably quite under-addressed. Is there research being undertaken in this area? There is rapidly growing research interest in fear of cancer occurrence. The research has been trying to better define it, better measure it, better treat it. In the last sort of decade, we've seen a number of psychological interventions being developed and trialled for fear of cancer recurrence. These interventions tend to target attitudes, beliefs and behaviour that may exacerbate or maintain the fear of cancer recurrence. And they have been, these interventions have been found to significantly reduce fear of cancer recurrence, uh, lead to improvements in well-being and quality of life. And being so prevalent and being quite common, I imagine that it's somewhat normal to be worried about that cancer might progressing or it spread to other parts of the body? Yes, it's normal to have a low level of fear of cancer recurrence. As I said, 97% of people do experience some level of fear of cancer recurrence. And some of these low level of fear of cancer recurrence can be helpful. They can, you know, make you look after your health better and engage in better health behaviours. But at high or moderate levels, where 50% of the population experiences that, that could be debilitating and cause significant impacts on quality of life, mood, relationships. Well, on that point around the impact of it, it's one thing that to say, well, it's it's normal and that that's, that's something that a lot of people get is this fear of cancer recurrence. But it sounds like it could have a significant impact on different parts of people's lives. Yeah. Clinical levels of fear of cancer recurrence have been associated with poor day-to-day living because you have these ruminations and intrusive thoughts impacting on you throughout the day. You can have reduced quality of life. It could be difficult to participate in activities that you like to do, like spending time with your family and friends, and it can lead to increased rates of depression and anxiety and worry about the future. Fear of cancer recurrence has also been associated with excessive requests for medical reviews, examinations and follow-ups, but it has also been associated with people avoiding their checkups, which can have a detrimental impacts on their physical physical health. I would sense that there'd be a, a feeling of being stuck, I guess. Is that, is that something that people would, would feel? Absolutely. At clinical levels, fear of cancer recurrence can feel like you can't move on. You can't make a decision about your future and you feel really stuck and your rumination can make you feel like you don't know how to move forward and you can feel absolutely stuck. That's why it's essential to get some supports. And so when you talk about getting support, what does that look like? Who can can you speak with about this? Well, I think in the first instance, I think it's important to talk to your medical team 
your medical team um, and your treating team have lots and lots of information that they can provide you with to help with your understanding of your cancer and your prognosis and your symptoms. And you can ask your treating team about how often they recommend surveillance, how you can access further information, what to do if you notice a symptom. Is this something you need to worry about? How long can you wait with the symptom before you do something? So they can answer a lot of your initial sort of questions and help contain some of the fear. There's also lots of other people that can help in the broader teams, such as psychologists and social workers. A big Avoiding Dr. Google, though, is uh, also very helpful. Yeah, right. I imagine Dr. Google would have lots of suggestions about what it could be, but would not be overly helpful suggestions. Yes, absolutely. I would imagine though some people might not actually know who their treating team is. How do you communicate with your treating team? I think it's important when you kind of first begin your cancer treatment is to start a journal and write down who your nurse is, who your doctor is, asking the questions early on, who do I go to? to for help. And it can also be very intimidating coming into a cancer centre and and talking to your medical team. So it's really important to think about the questions that you might have and know it is your right to have your questions answered. And I've been working in hospital since 2005 and sometimes I, you know, feel nervous as well. So it's really important to just prepare yourself and have those, those questions ready. Bring someone with you to appointments that also helps because you've got, um, they can take notes with you. Sometimes when you're in with your treating team and you're feeling nervous about what they might say, you don't take in all the information in yourself. So it's important to really have someone with you, write down answers, ask your treating team if you can record uh, what happens in your consultation so you can go back and think about it later on. Your doctors are there to provide you with good care and they are committed to to doing so. Are there certain things that might trigger fear of cancer recurrence for people or things that might make it worse? Triggers, again, are different for different people, but fear of cancer recurrence is often heightened in the days or weeks before receiving scan results or coming into a hospital to attend a medical review. It is often triggered if you've noticed a new physical symptom Sometimes people's fear of cancer recurrence is triggered around the anniversary dates of when they were first diagnosed. As soon as we hear someone in the community, that a celebrity or a media story about cancer, that can sometimes trigger your own fear of cancer recurrence. And often once you have a diagnosis of cancer, I think people are more willing to share their own cancer histories and that they've known someone that's had a cancer history and that can also be quite triggering of a fear response. You mentioned that around scan time could be potentially a trigger for them. So is that normal to feel more stressed or anxious around scan time? Yes, absolutely. And we've um, we've got a special term for that and it's called scanxiety. And it refers to feeling the nervousness and dread that you experience before and during a scan and waiting for the results of a scan. And roughly 64% of people with cancer experience scan anxiety. Hmm. It's reassuring to know that you're certainly not alone if you're feeling stressed or anxious around scan time. But what are some things that you can do about it to, to manage the stress around scan time? 
Well, I think it's really important to know your own symptoms of anxiety. So knowing that the week before a scan, one might be feeling more anxious, one might be feeling more short, one might not be able to concentrate on the activities and the things that they usually do. So it's important to kind of acknowledge that this period exists and then perhaps just label it instead of labeling it that, you know, you're experiencing some scan anxiety at the moment. And the week before the scan, it's important to do the things that you like, see the people that you love and make you feel good and try to avoid as best you can any other stressful situations. Doing some regular exercise, meditation and relaxation will also help and eating a healthy diet. Although we go to caffeine and sugar sometimes for comfort, it can often make our anxiety worse. And having you know all the information you need about the scan, wherever possible, see if you can schedule your scan appointment in the morning to avoid future delays. During the scan, it's important to bring a, per- a support person along, use some distractions while you're in the scan, try and focus on the list of movies you saw in the last year or something that you can occupy your mind with rather than just focusing on the scan. Practice your meditation, practice deep breathing. Let your treating team know if you're feeling anxious. They can also try and provide you with some medication. While you're waiting for the scan results, again, go back to trying not to predict the future. Do the things that you enjoy, spend time with your, with those that you love. And sometimes it's a good way to manage the wait period is knowing when you're going to get your scan results, but also doing things like trying to help out with other people in your life and using helpful self-talk, like reminding yourself you're, you're going to know the results soon enough that you're resilient and that you can cope. There's some great techniques and things that people can do in those situations to try and alleviate some of the stresses and the fear of cancer recurrence. Thinking more broadly and bigger picture then, and something that I can only imagine people might think about it, but is is it even possible to feel better about living with cancer and, and living well after a cancer diagnosis? How do you go about kind of unpacking that kind of thinking? I think People can have valued and meaningful lives and live good lives after a a cancer diagnosis and treatment, but their life does change because cancer impacts on most aspects of one's life. So it it is important to be patient, to prioritise and do the things that are important to you. Say no to something, spend time in the relationships that you enjoy, getting your lifestyle behaviours in place, getting a good night's sleep, eating well, learning relaxation and meditation, connecting with nature and learning how to manage worry. Does self-care come into all of this as well? Yes. When I talk about self-care, it really is the intentional time taken on a daily basis to look after yourself. It's more than just having bubble baths and, and those treats. Self-care in, is in the investment in your supportive relationships and making sure you engage and build new relationships and try to enjoy and be part of those relationships. It's about looking after your, your health, exercising, nutrition, getting a good night's sleep, visiting your GP, being aware and reflective on your own resources, cancer and its treatment takes a while to recover from some of the treatments. So be realistic in your 
approach. In, instead of saying, I'm going to clean out the whole house, maybe start with one room. If that's too much, starting with one drawer, but being realistic about what your fatigue levels are like and, and that you will need time to recover and find what is meaningful and engage in it and do it frequently. People might have had other suggestions as well, like mindfulness and CBT. Are those also good? Uh, yeah, absolutely. CBT is what we call a psychological intervention that helps explore the thoughts and behaviours that might be contributing, maintaining or exacerbating things like fear of cancer recurrence. CBT works on challenging some of those thoughts and behaviours. I'll give you a simple example. If you have a headache, I think I used that earlier, and you automatically think, oh my goodness, it's spread to my brain. This is going to impact on how you feel and it's going to impact on your behaviours. So you might, that might ruin your day. You might not want to go out. You might feel isolated. But if instead of when you have, when you experience a headache, you go, I'm just going to monitor it and see what happens, then that's less likely to impact on your mood and behaviours. So CBT works on changing those unhelpful thoughts. People with fear of cancer recurrence might also have unhelpful thoughts about their worries, which can often be exacerbated by their fear of cancer recurrence. For example, some people with fear of cancer recurrence might believe that worry uh, becomes a protective strategy for them. So if you worry about cancer progression, then you're prepared of when it will happen. So that kind of thinking can actually mean that you're, you're always wanting to be worried because you're going to be better prepared which actually makes your fear of cancer recurrence worse. Other people might have unhelpful thinking thoughts such as worry is harmful and it's making me sick. And therefore, every time they worry about their fear of cancer recurrence, they're probably fearing that they're making themselves worse or somehow bringing on their fear of cancer recurrence or bringing on their cancer. So it's really important that we try and better manage these thoughts because they're not protective of you either way. So it sounds like then, you know, avoiding that worry, it's almost like you, you want to try and stay in the present, right? I mean, that's easier said than than done, though. Like, lastly, to, to kind of close out this conversation a little bit then, like, what, what are some ways that people can stay in the present? Mindfulness. Mindfulness means paying attention or being aware in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, in a non-judgmental way. And we have lots of mindfulness-based stress reduction programs that can help people uh, learn to be aware of their emotions, thoughts, body sensations. They can teach people to be mindful of their breathing and teaching them how to do mindful stretches and becoming more aware of what they are doing in their day-to-day -day life. Another way that we can be more present is to stop multitasking. By focusing on one task at a time, that can help us stay more in the moment by grounding ourselves in our surroundings. So if you're catching yourself in a time when you're feeling very stressed, just stop, breathe, and think about what you can take in. What can you smell? What can you see? What does the ground that your, your feet are standing on feel like? Just really paying attention to your body Meditation, as I said earlier, mindfulness can also help us stay more in the present. Switching off technology, switching off the news can help us be more present in the day-to-day day -day moment and breaking things down. So sometimes with a cancer diagnosis, we worry too much about uh, what's going ahead, happening in the future. 
but breaking it down to simple tasks. What's happening today? If, and if that's too big, what's happening in the next hour? What do I need to complete in the next half an hour? So just keeping it more focused on the here and the now. And lastly, do you have any final recommendations or advice for people in relation to fear of cancer reoccurrence? I think the main thing is that if you feel that you are experiencing fear of cancer recurrence, reach out to your treating team, speak to your nurses and get a referral. It doesn't go away, left untreated, and there's lots of things we can do to improve your quality of life and your emotional health. A diagnosis of melanoma or non-melanoma skin cancer can be challenging and can impact every aspect of your life. Talking to family, friends, peer supports, your GP and treating team can help. These challenges drive MScan to develop resources to help with a skin cancer diagnosis. Check out the MScan website at mscan.org.au. MScan acknowledges the traditional owners and ongoing custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded, the Bishigal, a clan group of the coastal Darug people. The content discussed in these episodes is for information purposes. Please make sure you speak with a medical professional for advice relating to your own specific situation.